Welcome to the Payfac Embedded Payments Podcast, brought to you by Payrix. As payments and software experts that eat, sleep, and breathe embedded payments, we're as passionate about you as you are about your customers. Each podcast episode will provide insights about embedded payments designed to help you fuel the transformation and growth of your software business. You'll learn from industry experts, Payrix customers, and leaders on the Payrix team about the latest trends, best practices, and real-world guidance from payments experts to help you take your software platform higher. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Payfac, the embedded payments podcast brought to you by Payrix. I'm your host, Bob Butler, and today I'm going to be talking with Eric Frazier, the CEO for Payrix about some of the highlights from the embedded payments space in 2021 and some of his predictions for global payfac and embedded payments in 2022. Hi, Eric. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Bob. Happy holidays. Good to talk to you. You know, we had you on the show when we first kicked off the series. But for our newer listeners, can you give us a brief overview of your background and Payrix? Sure. Uh, happy to. From a personal academic perspective, I was an accounting major and went to graduate school, got my MBA, but that's been quite a few years ago. I guess what most people would say that have participated in my career and been my teammates is that usually myself and a, a small entrepreneurial band of teammates will creatively design and scale businesses, usually in the SaaS and fintech markets. We've done that for over the last 30 years. I think our calling card has always been that we've built good brands by having high-performance sales engines, and usually I like to surround myself with people that every morning or every afternoon say things like, you know, I was thinking about that problem, and I think I've got a creative solution. So entrepreneurial, creative cultures with good people who like to have a good time and, and share my values, which are family first, treat everybody the same. And personally, I like to travel, I'm usually outdoors. I love sports, and I'm a hardcore, diehard Ohio State Buckeye. In terms of Payrix, this year has been a really special year. We were recognized as a top 100 fintech company and an Inc. 5000 company. You know, we've had exponential growth, and I think I'll talk a little bit later about exponential growth while still maintaining the core values of your company. But for those that don't know us super well, we're an end-to-end payment facilitator for vertical software platforms where we try to maximize revenue for these companies and drastically reduce friction for their customers. We try to take SaaS software companies and in a very short order professionally make them look and act like a payments company. And there's a lot of reasons why you would want to do that. Not to sound immodest, but I think at this point, most observers in our industry would agree that Payrix is is the most interesting company in this space right now. We are disrupting traditional distribution of payment models. We are a small, talented group of people that have been either, if you're in our company, you are either a deep subject matter expert relative to payments, you've worked for a decade or two in payments, or you're a very creative innovative SaaS software expert. And so I mention that because we make our living every hour of the day aggressively competing and again, not to sound immodest, but aggressively winning against companies like Stripe, which is not easy to do when you have a very small company. So we have a very simple vision. It is not modest. It is to become the global leader in embedded payments 
And we want to be recognized for the passion of our people, the integrity of our platform. And we, this past year, again, through exponential growth, we also acquired a company in Australia. We went to market as Payrix this year in Australia, and we have our sights set on uh, other geo expansions around the globe. That's fantastic. Our last interview with you still holds the place as our most popular episode. So we're really excited to have you back. What insights can you share about what 2021 was like for the industry and what you predict for the outlook in 2022? Sure, Bob. From my chair, I think that there is an ongoing evolution that is occurring within the SaaS industry. Subscription revenue was the original focus. Uh, at, At one point, it was SaaS companies deciding whether they wanted to monetize payments. Now that question has long been asked and answered, and virtually all SaaS software companies are wanting to monetize payments. But now we're moving on to the next evolution, which is now you have this very sticky, collaborative relationship between a SaaS software company and their customers. We are the embedded payments provider inside of that sticky relationship. And now ourselves and the SaaS software companies are looking at how can we solve additional business problems for their customers, such as other fintech segments like lending and banking and insurance. And how can you offer similar opportunities for additional monetization and value-added solutions for their customers? And when you think about the PayFax solutions that are being offered by us and a couple other high-end companies, uh, you, you think about increasing revenue by customer by two to five times, eliminate the friction in the buying process, because if not done well, you have these ancillary solutions, whereas with Payrix, this is all white labeled under the brand of the SaaS software company. And you know, making that product stickier, meaning that the customers are less likely to leave. And then at the end of the day, it is very important to increase the lifetime value or the total enterprise value of that SaaS software company. So and that's kind of domestically. And, and as we look globally, we're seeing embedded payments begin to gain traction in markets like Australia and Canada, the UK and Europe, India, Singapore, and the likes. It's quickly becoming a massive global opportunities. And some of the different geos are very nuanced. And you really need to have your game face on as you go into these expanded markets. Relative to the, the future, let's say for the next two or three years, I would say that payment facilitation, payback, and embedded payments grows beyond this first. I think we're in the, let's call it the first or second inning. It grows beyond that infancy and it further penetrates small and medium-sized SaaS vertical markets. Uh, I believe we'll continue to see accelerated growth, you know, very accelerated growth of this distribution of, of model for payments. And the reason why I think it's so complicated is that you're solving very complex use cases for these SaaS software companies. You're processing in multiple global environments. How do you mix on-prem card present, card not present with emerging payment types like Apple Pay, and Google Pay? And you're using this as a launching point then to go into further, as I mentioned, additional embedded fintech solutions. So fundamentally, the question, I guess, would be, who are the two, three, or four global platforms that will be trusted to process hundreds of billions of dollars of payments on behalf of these software companies? It's a pretty interesting question. And then, dare I look further, you know, we usually focus on two to five year runs. But if you think 10 years from now, I guess you would have to say there'll be further consolidation. There will be 
a few leading platforms that will be embedding additional banking, payroll, insurance, and lending services with tremendous scale, innovation. And then you'll be selling probably, if I had to guess, you'll see a vertical focus and vertical focuses with centers of excellence about the very specific needs of vertical business management software systems. Hey, thanks for that, Eric. I couldn't agree more. You know, there's a lot to look forward to this upcoming year. Can you tell us what verticals you see adopting PayFact models in the U.S. and Australia in 2022 and beyond? And really what I'm talking about is in terms of demand, monetization, potential, et cetera. You frame the issue quite nicely. Imagine that, Mr. Butler. I think from my chair, you'll continue to see verticals with high demand for both card present and card not present. It can be pretty sophisticated if you're not deeply involved in these use cases that these guys are trying to solve. We focus on verticals that have high monetization potentials, such as practice management, things like medical and legal and dental and veterinary, billing, invoicing, messaging system companies, SMB retail and restaurant, field management, registration and scheduling. I'm just kind of brainstorming off the top of my head. Education, childcare, you know, and, and we have some really interesting companies right in the middle of all those verticals. It's pretty interesting. It's kind of like success begets success because Let's say that you have six or seven companies that you're really deep in helping figure out the most, uh, solving the most complex business cases, a company like Dental Intelligence or Patient Now in our practice management fields or Education childcare like Infinite Campus or Kangaroo Time. I mean, what you're seeing is our platform continues to grow and evolve into this really interesting, organically grown business software that I'm not sure that we're seeing anybody else grow quite like us. No, it sure is an exciting time for Payrix and for our clients especially. Can you tell us a little bit about how Payrix has helped clients take their software platforms to new levels and new heights and achieve their vision this year? And can you share a few examples, both the U.S. and Australia, if you have them? Yeah, sure. From our perspective, Again, it it all starts with this explosive growth that we have underway. Again, 100% growth in terms of volume, revenue, and and top and bottom line for the fourth year. So when when you grow 100% four years in a row, it's imperative that what what you're really trying to do is to grow without your customers feel like you're growing. In other words, you have to focus all of your attention on what they're trying to do on an hourly basis. You need to bring new features, whether that be mobile wallet solutions or the fact that we expanded into Australia, New Zealand, and and into Asia, and in the next month into Canada. You have to scale your infrastructure at the exact time that you're growing and solving the most complex business cases that are being presented in the marketplace. And as you're rolling out implementation and wallet solutions, and again, in Canada, or you're rolling out account update, or you're you know, expertly delivering Apple Pay, you have to make sure that everything that you're doing from a growth perspective is done in a way, whether it be sales or operations or integration or risks, you have to make sure that that is all being done with a customer first attitude. And you can't be a pretender when you talk about that, Right. Your customers see it every hour of every day. And by the way, anything that you do that falls short of your expectations and their expectations, it has the potential to disrupt and interrupt their business. 
right? So we play a very unique role. And I guess I would say in 2021, I'm proud to say that we scaled, we grew, we innovated, and we delivered a lot of high value solutions to what I think is the most interesting and creative SaaS software portfolio in the industry. Lastly, I don't think it's just the opinion of myself and my teammates. And I always talk to our team about we chase referenceability. If, if you chase referenceability and your top customers will, will talk to your new prospects and say good things about you, that's the way to grow a business. But in 2021, there were, there were other folks that, that had a lot of nice things to say to us and were really proud. Uh, we were recognized for industry leadership and customer success by Daily Finance. Financial Technology Report, uh, Dallas Innovates, and software listing site Crosdeck, uh, which is, again, mentioned as a trusted vendor and, and a really quality choice. So I think that uh, what we're trying to do is to continue to scale at unprecedented rate, but do it in a way that feels like white glove treatment and customer first, and uh, so far so good on that front. Well, clearly, there was tremendous growth at Payrix this year, and we obviously have much more to come. What can vertical software providers and really the industry expect from Payrix in 2022? I think it's hard not to think in terms of geographic expansion. Even a U.S. domiciled company that looks and feels like a U.S. company, when you peel back the layers of the onion, they're doing significant business in Western Europe, or perhaps they had um, a product that really resonated in the Middle East, or they have an offering that they're launching in the second quarter of 2022 in Asia. And so having the infrastructure, the banking license, et cetera, boots on the ground to be able to handle this geographic expansion is going to be a very big emphasis uh, for Payrex in 2022. More to come on that. I think we've got some exciting thoughts. I think that we'll want to push the boundaries in something that nobody, quite frankly, has done expertly in my 25 years in payments, which was the industry-leading best-in-class reporting modules. We handle, and, and everybody in payments handles, uh, you know, just terabytes of data in very complex ecosystems. So sometimes reporting can be challenging when you, particularly when you have the three legs of the of the three-legged stool: the the SaaS company, ourselves, and the acquiring industry, and then the end customer. So I would see uh, innovations as it relates to real-time reporting and access, whether it be from your mobile phone or from the desktop. Customer care excellence. I mean, when you're onboarding hundreds of thousands of end merchants through thousands of SaaS software companies, you're going to need customer care excellence to scale to the level that we want to. Additional growth in terms of the methods of payments and new fintech offerings. And I guess I would just, what you would expect from us is an obsessive compulsive focus on making SaaS entrepreneurs' lives easier making it more profitable. And those platforms work so hard to build relationships with their customers. And we want to help them make those relationships even, even stickier. That's fantastic. You know, any final thoughts you'd like to share with the audience as we almost get to the close of 2021? Yeah, I, I guess near the end of the year, and if, if I allow myself to reflect back on my career and, and just some of the things that I've observed, I, I think that when you grow from a high growth company, you know, for lack of a better word, a startup to a fully scaled global company, 
you know, and trying to figure where that industry is going. And obviously, you're going to see ongoing consolidation, full service providers, integrating back office and operations. When you see this life cycle of a company that I've seen many times in my career, it's an awe-inspiring thing because you're trying to grow with such velocity to satisfy such complex needs. But if you don't manage your culture internally, then what do you really have? And I guess when I think back over my career and I think about Payrix's journey over the last couple, two or three years, you see a company that has a soul and, and it's growing in a way that all of us could be proud of. Now, this is very complicated space that we're in, right? It's different than that of other payment iterations that I've been a part of. And even for us, I mean, I've been in payments since the year 2000. And when I mean I've been in payments, company after company after company of very complex ecosystems. And I'm struck by how innovative and how creative and how expert mode you need to be to compete in this payfax space. I think that this is, we all graduated, and then we went to the master's program, and this is kind of PhD-level stuff. And I'm so impressed by the complexity of, of the, the ecosystem that we're working in. And you know, when you think about what it's going to take to scale over the next two, five, ten years you know, to 1,000 or 5,000 SaaS partners, you're never going to be able to win in, in, in that type of a complex ecosystem unless you're very innovative, you're nimble, and you have experts. And uh, I guess I would just leave it with uh, it's, it's no room for the weak or the timid. You really need to bring your A game every hour of every day in this environment. And I'm glad I'm going to take a week off here at the end of the year because it, it's a pretty daunting task. But uh, fortunately, I have what I believe is the best company, the best management team the best employees, all working for the same goal, which is to, to be the best in the world. Eric, I couldn't agree with you more. And I really want to thank you for joining us on the show again. I know we're both big believers in sharing knowledge and experience. So really appreciate you coming online for the year-end closing show today. At Payrix, we want to be the trusted resource for software providers who are out there trying to make sense of embedded fintech solutions like payments, lending, and more. We're here to help provide the resources and insight that these companies need to unleash their platform's full potential. Thank you for joining us today on the Payfac Embedded Payments Podcast, brought to you by Payrix. For more information about embedded payments, subscribe to our show at payrix.com slash podcasts.